Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. This is me and the rest of the crew. So first, I want to say, hey, I appreciate y'all being on. And this is an outstanding day to be alive. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit the share button so you can let everybody know who we are and what we do. Who we are is the Lion's Den. What we do is we encourage and we communicate and talk about things, all things growth, development, and action. You understand? And action. So without further ado, Big Herm, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm good, man. Um, despite, you know, I'm good, but the news that happened in Buffalo bothered me, you know what I mean, with, with the mass shooting. Mm-hmm. I do want to uh, take time to recognize that, you know what I mean, because that you think you just going in there and go grocery shopping, and next thing you know, some crazed man with a, a racist agenda comes out and start blasting just cause. You know what I mean? And, and this is the world that we live in today. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has problems, but, you know, some 18-year-old kid, 18, 19-year-old, not a kid, man, decides that he wants to act out on his beliefs and take other people's lives, parents, grannies, you know, a way like that is it's a, it's a tragedy. So I'm starting this off on a somber mood. I'm alive and up in a little bit, but man, that right there really shook me. Yeah, I agree, man. And um, I know when we was talking about this earlier in the chat, man, it's like in the back of my mind, I feel like when the, um, when the pandemic really started to kick off and we was on lockdown, you didn't see that much, maybe because people just wasn't out and about like that. And it just seems like, yo, the, the weather changed and the mask come off and people back to turning up and it seemed like they're doing it with vengeance because just less than what an hour ago it was another shooting you get what i mean so it's, it's just it's just wild out here man but no you're absolutely right senseless act of violence is never anything to uh you know just batter the eye at you know what i'm saying yo larry what's popping man how you feeling hey man i'm chilling man how y'all Man, slow motion, bro. Slow motion, slow yeah. motion. You you've been I out do. there doing some yard work. Yard work, shopping for the yard and stuff, man. You know, I, I guess most people told me it's just home ownership. You know, just responsibility. I'm like, man, what the hell's going on with me, man? Why am I at at Lowe's looking for yard decor? Like, when did this start become a thing with me? And it's just, you know. Right, I'm getting man. older, man. I'm looking at life. Right. Crazy, I'm glad you said it. Yes, your ass getting old is what yeah. it is. No, I'm it's getting pride. older. I didn't say old. I'm getting older. <laughs> Taking like, pride in what you what you just purchased, man. You exactly. Know? I know, man. And mo- all the comments that I got was pretty reinforcing because it was just like, you know, it's a blessing, you know. And I look at it like it, it really is, though. Because granted, I could be complaining about a lot of things, but I'm looking at home decor. That means my life is right. pretty good, man. I, and I'm truly That's blessed, true. and I'm not rubbing it in nobody's face or anything it's just that at that moment i'm like bro why am i shopping for home decor or yard decor like what the hell is going on with me hey but listen, anyway that, everything that was, that hey, listen, everything is everything is is all fun and good until you start yelling at the kids about crossing right turning in your driveway or, or you know getting up in the- <laughs> on your grass a little bit you know yeah. you're like ah, that <laughs> Nah, I ain't there yet, man. I, no, I ain't there yet. We got we gotta have a moment of silence also for the, the uh single the single ladies out there, man. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Their guru, oh, man, Kevin Samuels, just passed away. You know what I mean? I'm not making yeah. light of Kevin Samuels, you know what I mean? But I know there was a lot of ladies, you know, expressing some emotions online. I can't tell if it was joy or what it was, man. But, you know, man, acting a straight fool. I, and I can't talk about none of this stuff because I'm in Facebook jail for another 30 days. You See, know? first you of all, like listen. Hey, look, look. So, first of all, you in jail for good reason. Okay, no, I'm not right no, because actually, you're no. crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> you're crazy. But with that being said, hey, listen, that I, it was silly. It was very, very silly. Like, don't get me wrong, nobody's death is ever, uh, you know, something mm -hmm. to laugh at. But the response from certain crazy. individuals, you get what I'm saying, was very just, 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 just crazy. It wasn't called for. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't called for at all. You know, you know what my, you know what my Korean grandma tell me. Hmm. She tell me. Skipper, hit dogs holla. <laughs> Yo, oh my God, you got so many issues. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, let us know if you believe what he says as far as uh, hit dogs holla. I think that's true. But also, too, I want to let you guys know if you guys are tuning in, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. And our topic today is lessons beyond the classroom with the teacher right mr duncan unfortunately ladies and gentlemen he he got very very sick and uh he was he let me know a couple of days in advance hey man i'm not feeling well i'm just want to let you know and i saw him coughing and everything just not good and he let me know that he wouldn't be able to make it however he won't make it on this show but we what we're going to do is kind of um prime everybody as far as how we have our group our, our normal discussions about different topics and then we're going to have him come on and then he's going to give us more of a professional uh if you will uh point of view and his point of view is being a teacher so again um speedy recovery from mr duncan he will be back though um and and we, we're going to have him on for the part two of this discussion here so fellas look we're talking about school man and, and the kids and so Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're discussing not just the lessons beyond the classroom, but what is the working relationship between the teacher and the parents? Like, where does the teaching start and end outside of just the, the academics, right? Just even life skills. So, Larry, man, what you think, bro? So, so for me and, and the school that my kids go to, we're pretty, me, my wife, and the teachers are pretty interactive with, with each mm -hmm. other. Through email. So a lot of the, they send out weekly uh, reports, you know, hey, wrap up of the week, what's to come next week. And if anything is going on with the kids, they quick to give us a, a send an email out or a phone call or whatever. So our relationship is really good. Like we're all on one, one page, one accord. And anytime they deviate from what they normally, their typical selves is, they, they quick to hit us up and say, hey, I don't know what, maybe it's just a bad day. And it's just not the teachers, just anybody we encounter within that school. You know, like seriously, I'm talking about front office extended care you know faculty man they they all in on hey today maybe was a bad day for little larry you might want to talk to him about x y and z and you know we just bounce them right off each other so i think it's important to show face one and then two to be in be active you know be an active parent not too much of a reactive parent mm, mm. yeah you know i think for me in, in my area i try to be active with my um my children's teachers as well because you got man there's a lot of trust that you got to give 
teachers because they spend more time with them a lot of times than you do. You know what I mean? They're at school all throughout the day, right? So, you know, I start off my conversations with the teachers like, you know, I'm on your side. You know what I mean? Like, you let me know what's going on and I'm going back you. I'm going to still listen to my kid, but, you know, I'm going to listen to the teachers and, and make sure that we on the same side. But the problem I'm having now, man, is just that as much as I do, I don't, I don't feel like they give you the same response back. And a lot of that's because they're understaffed, they overworked, they feel like they're underpaid, you know. So I'm going to give you a, a quick example of what happened with my daughter, right? Okay. My daughter was taking a test, you know, and – she was finished with her test, so her her friends was talking in the back of the class, right? So the teacher decides now my they take they took my my daughter's test up and everything, so she don't have any more tests in front of her. I'm not excusing her for talking while the test was going on, but they was gonna give her a, a zero out of a hundred uh, question test. I was like, so the punishment you gonna punish her by affecting her grade? What happened to detention? You know what I mean? Is that is that what you do? So I talked to the principal. The principal said, no, nah, that's not what we do. And instead of reinstating the grade that she had got, they made her do a whole nother assignment. I was pissed off about it. But, you know, I still talked to my daughter about, yo, you know, you never put you, you never allow a- anybody to. Put put your cert, your your uh, future inside somebody else's hand. You ain't supposed to be talking during the test. I agree with the punishment, you know, but it's like now, you know, it's like a constant conflict I'm having with the teachers. Mm. I try, so, I try to. Yeah. So, so my question is, do you think it's because of, do you think it's a generational thing? You know what I mean? As far as what you're used to versus what, you know, the teachers are doing now, because I remember back in the day, teachers would threaten us to do that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, you look, if you, one more thing, you're going to get an F, boom, boom, but no one is really done that you get what i'm saying larry you think it's a difference within the the thought process as far as how we're teaching our children and how the teachers are teaching our children yeah i think it's a difference because to be honest the way these kids are learning today is just different you know i can't really relate to a lot of what my kids are bringing home as far as homework and stuff because it's just like I like the example I gave you with the whole math thing when they switched to I forget what they call it, but you know they switched to where one plus one is not two anymore. It's whatever you got to go through all these multiple steps to get to the answer. I can't I can't relate to that because if you don't have examples or you don't have a workbook, which they don't have workbooks anymore, it's just like a worksheet. You know, it's just different. Like it's just totally different, and that's why I say you got to be in tune with your teachers. You know, because the teachers can provide us with the links and and sort of different resources where we can go and find the answer, but Outside of that, I can't, I can't help much with my kids. It's, it's just, it's the teaching has changed so much and so drastic. Like, I'm lost in a lot of those subjects. Mm-hmm. They don't even teach in cursive writing anymore. You know, like why, why is that language arts is merged together with some of the other subjects? So it, in reading and language arts, I think it's together now. It's just different, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always. I think it's with everything. Stuff is just going to evolve. I mean, we learn different from our parents, but I don't think nothing to this, like what Larry's talking about, nothing that changed this drastically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With technology, you know, with technology at everybody's fingertips, it's always going to be a new and advanced, fast way. But that math stuff, I don't even attempt to look at it. 
I wasn't even good at the basic math, so I'm not a damn <laughs> <You're> so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you know, you know, it's crazy because same here, it, it's wild. And I remember us talking about this during the beginning of the pandemic, how we had to, like me and Simone, we had to both go on YouTube to learn, you know, different things because I wasn't getting it. But at the same time, do you think that not only us, right, as far as trying to understand what the kids are doing, but the teachers got to grab a hold of as much, you know, as, you know, if you consider how much information children are getting these days, they're trying to find a way to harness it, to explain it to them the best way possible based off of what's around us now. You see what I'm saying? So we have different, you know, I would say we have more technology, obviously, right? It's more advanced. And so therefore you may have to think differently in order to be more, you know, uh, I would say not necessarily compatible, but you, you will have a greater chance in the future by understanding a little bit more of your environment, especially with academics. Now, you think that's something? I think, man, I think I think one thing we got to acknowledge, man, for me, my my classroom wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my kids' classrooms, there's a lot of students in each class. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's more students, more technology. And again, he, here in this area, we're short staff teachers, short staff bus drivers, short staff everything in the school system. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're over. They are overworked. So it's like, you know, they. How do they get that information out there to them when when they're exhausted? See, yeah, and and dealing with their own stuff at the same time. So listen, shout out to Miss Miss Ebb. She says my kids' teachers doesn't assign homework. I don't know what type of work she does until it's brought home after being graded. Same, same I, I agree. My my daughter in fifth grade don't she she don't have homework. I like yeah homework no, but my son in fourth grade bring home homework every day. So, so one of the things I usually do, because I pick them up from school, is I always ask the question of what did you do today? What did you learn? I don't ever say how was school. I say how was school, but I want them to go into details and kind of recap what they learned today. So that's kind of how I know what was going on and what happened and to really see if they really learned something, too. So I always ask those mm-hmm. those open questions like, hey, what did I do today? Well, OK, talk about that. And then they, they get so used to it that they start spilling it out because they know where I'm going when I ask these questions. Hmm. I don't ask none of that. <laughs> I, I should. Deadbeat. Why you ain't listening? Asking your kids. I'm always, I'm always just trying to check my kids' grades. You know what I mean? And, that's and, and see what they got going. Because you can. That's one good thing about electrons. I can check their kid, my kids' <laughs> grades right now. You know what I'm saying? To see how they're doing overall in class, and just try my best to keep them on the right track. But knowing I don't know how to do none of that homework or something, I tried it before. <laughs> So I had to give my kids advice instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, look, man, here's what I did when I was in school. I copied off of somebody else's paper. See, listen. Oh, you mean, you don't come ask me nothing. Do what I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you got the answer to number five? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, me now. I'm a success story. Listen, hey, okay. is it, yeah, you check grades hourly. Is that what you do, bro? I try to. Not hourly. They don't change in an hour, man. They don't upgrade until the end of the week. You know it, hell yeah, man. Yeah, you know that 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 grade will be sitting on there. I'm still waiting for my teacher to upgrade, update it. Now I got to email the teacher. Like, what's going on? (laughs) They over. They understand for no work. Remember? 
Yeah. yeah. So now, look, we talked about that, right? A little bit. Now, how would you say your relationship is? I, now, I know you said to Herm, you're, you're working on it. Now, I would say me and uh, Simone's teacher, actually, that was the teacher that was coming on, Mr. Duncan. He actually, um, he reiterates a lot of the things that we say at home there. And it's more than just the academic stuff because that's his job, right? As far as you have to teach them this, but he goes a step beyond and we'll talk more about that when he gets on. But do you think, right, both of y'all and, and ladies and gentlemen that's, that's listening, let us know about the teachers that you've had, that you can recall. Can you recall the teacher that went a step above and a step beyond the normal, hey, here's your homework, do what I say, do, and it's graded and I get out and graduate. My teachers? Yeah. I, re I recall every teacher that paddled me, you know what I'm saying, because we had paddling in my school. God, dog. <laughs> they really cared, man. They wanted me on a straight and narrow. They beat my ass. Oh my God! So, <laughs> so you but now? Do you appreciate them? Hell no. You know, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah, no. I, you know, I, I, I cut up real bad. You know, dealing mm -hmm. with parents just divorcing and stuff like that, and my whole world switched when I switched schools. So mm -hmm. my teachers was dealing with hell on wheels every day. As soon as I came into class. See. You know, so um, <laughs> and I went to a little small little country elementary school in Pembroke, Kentucky. You know, I mean, yeah. they didn't know what a Korean and black kid was. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, and what about you, Larry? So, so at our school, we were set up a little bit differently, right? So, any of the kids that was academically sound, we were kind of grouped together from freshman year all the way up through uh, graduation, twelfth grade, right? So we was always in these advanced classes and then you had the rest of the students in, you know, the regular, you know, whatever classes they was. So it was almost like a divide already, you know, freshman and I didn't realize it until after years later. Um, so my relationship with my teachers was they knew my potential. They knew what I had as far as what I brought to the table. So they kept us busy and they kept us, I guess, advancing in our in our subjects. So it wasn't just here's here's chapter one, read it, answer the questions back, a book turn in the answer. Like we went a little bit deeper than that. And, and I felt like for the regular students, it was just that you show up in classroom, hey, here's a worksheet, do that, boom, you get your grade, whether you do it or not, you copy off somebody's paper. The care wasn't there. And you see it. I, I seen it with my own eyes. So there was some that cared and there was some that just was there for a paycheck. Mm. So Larry, so what you're telling us in the audience is that uh, you had a class that was outside of school, like in a little trailer. That's how they kept y'all. Mm -hmm. We went to the same teachers. <laughs> we went to the same teachers. They just... I was in advanced English instead of just. Is English, that what they said? It was. They said, they yeah, said yeah. he was advanced. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was. Uh, trust the me. The helmet was to keep got, your big brain in. You had a helmet got, on. The helmet to keep nah, your big brain in. We, but you yeah. we, we got, we got <laughs> credit. We got college credit for my class. <laughs> Get it right. Yo, yo, let's hop into something, sir. All right, what up? In the news, man, I, I mean, I, I don't believe this is happening in my school here. And the audience members help me out if you believe it's happening in y'all's. But in the news, man, it's big talk about what teachers should and should not teach. You know, mm. you know what I mean? In Florida, in Florida, they passed legislation saying you can't say gay or something like that in school. Right. And so the argument was, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of uh, teachers that are in the LGBTQ uh, plus community, right? 
Mm-hmm. And they feel like now they've got to hide who they are. They can have pictures of their family up. And how do how do uh, they talk to their students when the students ask them, hey, what did you do with your family today? You know, they all in tears and shambles about why they can't express how their family lifestyle is because of that legislation that was just passed in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen, you know, what we had like transsexuals come read to, to students and stuff like tranny, tran- transsexual day. I don't know what it is, where they come to the library and read to the, uh, to the students and whatnot. And a lot of other things getting pushed in school as far as the LGBTQ plus community goes, right? Mm-hmm. Do we think that that is the appropriate place for that? Or is that something that a parent should talk to their kid about? Woo, Larry, what you think, bro? Yeah, I, for me, I think that's something a parent should, should actually have a discussion on with their child. Because to be quite honest, it's all around us anyway, whether yes. it's through social media, whether it's on the TV shows you're watching, the movies, you know, your neighborhoods. Like, we, they, they, kids are not dumb. They see this every day. It's just up to, to me, it's on the parents to explain what they're seeing and to explain why this situation i'm not not necessarily explain why the situation is what it is just explain what they're saying like the world has changed this is this is what it is and and leave it at that i don't know if the schools need to go as far as uh, actual day and all this other stuff i don't think they they should go that route but i do think as a teacher you know, i know you're talking about the florida thing i don't understand why they can't explain yeah me and my family went out and had this that and the other over the weekend you can keep it as vague as you want you don't have to say me and my lover me and my partner or whatever hey me and my family went to Six flags yesterday. You know, your family could be you and your guy, you you and your, your right. whatever partner. You, you can keep it in those terms. It's still it's still family, right? It's still your, your your significant other, your partner, whatever. You don't have to break it down. Me and this individual because we're the same sex. I have to let you know that that's that's. I gotta let you what know. It is. Yeah. There, there was a teacher. Part. There was a teacher that said, you know, uh, you know, his students started asking him questions about being gay. So he put away the, he was a geometry teacher. So he put away the geometry uh, curriculum for a day and just let the teachers ask him questions about what it's like to be gay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, where does that fit in the school? Sorry. So this is what I say, man. It's, it's multi-level, right? So a, our parent, us being parents, we need to be responsible and know that there, it, it, the world is out there and we have to, we owe it to our children to prepare them for it as much as possible, regardless of how we think yeah. it should be. Absolutely. Now, when it comes down to the teachers, the teacher's responsibility is to help them with understanding, it, look, if, if they if they're trying to understand, if they're, the teachers are there to help them understand academics, they're still helping them understand life. And to that point, how does a teacher, well, how would a teacher help a child to realize that what he see, even though it's not, I would say, uh, normal on television, it, instead of a mother and a father, now you have a mother, mother, or father, father, is to talk about it and to create a level of normalcy so that they won't feel a way because what I will say is some of us being parents, we don't have the emotional intelligence 
to have that type of conversation with children because we we don't know what to say. And then sometimes we pass on our cognitive biases, you're right, and say, yo, uh, don't worry about them, boom, 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 because they this and they that. For example, I, and we were talking about this very loosely the other day uh, when my daughter was in a uh, kind of like a daycare center. Uh, there was a boy that she knew the year before he comes back that next year as still a boy, but with longer hair and now wearing a dress. Okay. Name changed. Okay. The parents supported this. Where I had my issue with, with is when that boy was able to go into the girl's bathroom without parents knowing, hey, this is what's going on. So there is still a responsibility there. So let's say hypothetically speaking, because we all have daughters, Larry, what would you do if that was your daughter and she told you that happened? Uh-oh, is he there? Larry, man, it's like I'm he you. or something. <laughs> no, I'm there. You breaking up on my end. I, I can't barely hear what you're saying, brother. Oh, okay. Did, did you hear me, Herm? I heard you, yeah. Yeah, what would you do? Can you hear me, Larry? I can hear you, no. but when he was talking, he was in and out on my end. Okay, mm. so so he asked, uh, he talked about his, uh, his daughter going to school or daycare with a boy that, uh, one day came back to daycare with long hair and a dress. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But now eventually they started letting that boy go into yeah. the little girl's bathroom without telling the other parents. And since we all got girls, how would you feel about that? Yeah, I would feel some kind of way. And that to me, that's a touchy subject anyway, because it's like, with all these laws changing so rapidly and so fast that everybody's their own individualities. It's like you got a girl's bathroom, a boy's bathroom, and then you got like this gender neutral bathroom. Like, where are we going with this? So that's a, that's a touchy subject, you know, even for me, because I would think you need to give some advanced notices. Hey, this is what's going on. Effective this state. This is what's going to start happening. So, okay, boom, I can get prepared. I can prepare my child for what's to come and understand, Hey, Here's, if you see this, here's why it's happening. Well, you know, just be able to articulate what, what they're seeing before they come home and start asking daddy why, mommy why, why is this boy in our class, in our bathroom when it's really a girl or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I think they should have gave some uh, a heads up. Hey, here's what's happening. Um, here, here's what you can expect. And here's, you know, some rationale behind it so that you can articulate that and explain it to your, your children. Just just doing it right off the cuff. It, it, yeah, that's foul, man. You're going to open up a lot of you gonna have a lot of angry parents standing at that door the next day, bro. The one, the one good thing about, I guess, girls—they all have stalls or whatever. You know what I mean? At least, yeah, you, at least sure. you got that. But you know, the whole, <laughs> the whole bathroom thing is just silly to me. It's just dumb to me anyway. That's just me, you know. Uh, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, the the belief about the teachers and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. See, and and this is this is where it's like, okay, it's not the teacher's responsibility to pass on what their personal belief is. No. Like, what, if the, what if the teacher don't agree with uh with gay folks? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it now are we opening the door for that teacher to express like, hey, yeah, that's not right in the eyes of God? You know what I mean? All this other stuff. 
I feel like they should just leave that stuff alone. You know, leave it alone. You could talk about your family. If that's your husband, you you a man and that's your husband, that's your husband. Cool. We ain't got to go no deeper than that. You know, you don't need to pass on like, hey, you know, this is normal. This is right. Or this is wrong. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or you're going to hell. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You ain't got to go to either one of them. Only thing you need to tell the kids is to respect everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Respect everybody. You know what I mean? And then, Talk to your parents about, you know what I'm saying, what 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 beliefs should be. Not all parents are going to get that right, but neither is all teachers either. You know what I mean? I'm the only personal teacher to tell my kid what's, what's, what's right or wrong. Right. And then when my kids get older, you know, hope they find their own, you know, what they believe. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't, I can't get with it. Yeah. And you know what? Real quick before we hit the break. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all tune in. Not just tune in, but y'all let us know what you think about this, right? To Herm's point, do you think it was right that the parent or not the parent, but the teacher said, you know what, we just go take a day off and just talk about, you know, my my sexual orientation. You get what I mean? If you are. What kind of teacher was he? What was he teaching? Geography? Geography. See, now I got a problem with that. You're not even a health teacher. Yo, yo. you're not even a health teacher. What you doing, man? Do your job. What's that got to do with it? Anyway. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother subject. But yo, y'all, y'all let us know what y'all think. Y'all will be right back uh, with the lines there. Make sure you're hitting the share button. OK, make sure you hear this. Share, 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 because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. We'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award winning real. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Lion's Den with Seth. Y'all, we're here talking about the lessons beyond the classroom. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you hit the share button. Let individuals know what we're talking about and that you are here engaged. And hopefully you are engaged. Let us know where you are right now. As for example, you can tell I don't have my wonderful background because I am in a whole different state. (laughs) 
connecting with individuals with the Air Force Wounded Warriors, helping to inspire them and talking to the Air Force Wounded Warriors team, caregivers, as far as the things that they can do, being a little bit more resilient and helping change their thought process. So if you are anywhere watching us, let us know where you are at right now. So fellas, what do you think? Well, why do you think education is important, especially now to our kids? The reason why I ask that is because, um, you know, uh, Will, not Will, excuse me, <clears throat> Larry sent us some information as far as things that, um, that we can consider. And one thing that stuck out to me is worldwide values. Right. So what this says is that uh, education is the best way to ensure a positive world value in view. Without proper education, how else do we know what's considered appropriate and how to behave? So that kind of goes in line with what we were talking about. You get what I'm saying? So how does I believe that that's a way that's a reason why the the teachers are important for our kids education to help to complete things that we we don't know how. What you think, Larry? Yeah. I, from that article I, I looked at, I that, man, what I like about it is it talks about the old cliche that we all know, right? Children are our future, which is so true. So school sets that foundation, whether it's reading, doing math, thinking critical, all those aspects, you know, working around your peers, your, you know, just all that stuff that can encompass being in the school. It sets them up for adult life if it's used appropriately, right? And it, it motivating and teaching them. So I think education is important just on the value of learning how to understand things around you, understand how that you need to carry yourself going into this life we call this real world thing and setting them up for chasing their dreams, whatever their dreams are, even if they don't know what they want to do, um, they'll figure it out. But at least they got that foundation on how to count money, how to read contracts, how to read what the hell they're signing their name on, even though they don't write in cursive anymore. Um, just the foundation of growth and being able to understand, like, you know, take, for instance, the guys that are, because especially, you know, all these athletes that are going to college and some of them are getting them NIL deals, understanding how to read a contract and know what the hell you signing your name to, you know, or if you go and you want to be in the entertainment industry, you want to be a rapper, you know, you don't need a, a, a college degree to be a rapper. But know what the hell you're signing because, you know, in the 90s, they was getting screwed over because they were just signing their name. Oh, give me $100,000. Okay, I'm signing my name. But guess what? I own you for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So it's the basic foundation of read, writing, comprehension. That's what that's my take on it. Mm. Man, and for I, me, and for me, I just look at income. You know what I mean? You look at starting out, you know, um, when I when I left the military, when I retired, looking for jobs and whatnot, and my really first time really paying attention to what the outside folks really make, I never really thought about what they was making, what they was trying to survive off of. And looking at the jobs that required a bachelor degree, you know what I'm saying? They started out about 45, you know what I'm saying, 50, you know, master's higher. But the people that just got out of high school is like 30, 25, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's where you start to see where, you know what I'm saying, what we always keep harping on now, generational wealth. That's where you see the separation start. Because if we don't go to school, we don't have access. Well, I mean, we do know about trade schools and all that stuff and, you know, some of the exceptions, you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. generally speaking, when you 
come straight out of high school into the workforce and you get these entry-level jobs coming out of high school, it's going to take you maybe 10, 15 years to start making, you know what I'm saying, what people that have a master's kind of start off with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit because different jobs do different things. Correct. But I think that's one of the first things people need to understand is like, man, you put yourself at a big disadvantage when you try to go out and put yourself out there in the work world, workforce without a degree or without skills. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be suffering. Um, you're going to be suffering and not being able to really truly provide. You're going to have to work two or three jobs and not be there for your family. Constantly have money issues, you know. So I think that's one of the, that's one of the things when we talk about the importance of education and what you know the reason why we had to get HBCUs and and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a big separation mm-hmm. of of income between you know black and white folks, whatever minorities, majorities. So I think that's the reason why education is important. First and foremost. Okay. So check it out. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Larry. I, I was going to say, keep in mind, I, I saw a meme on Facebook the other day that talked about folks comparing, like, they're saying billionaires today didn't graduate college, right? You, you know, you think about your Amazons, your, your Microsoft, mm-hmm. but you got to keep in mind, <laughs> these same folks that didn't graduate college, she went to the Ivy League school, though. So what does yeah. that tell you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't compare apples to oranges because maybe they didn't graduate the Ivy League school, but they got accepted into it. So what does that tell yeah. you? The, the intellectuals there, they still had the knowledge, yeah. whether it's natural or they learned they it through got school. What they needed from that college. Exactly. And, and started exactly. that business. Exactly. exactly. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because theoretically, when you think about school, school and, and, and further education is essentially helping you to Yourself. learn how to think. You yes. get what I'm saying? Learn how to think. So it's not about, hey, this is all the stuff I'm going to give you just so you can regurgitate it and you take a test, right? But mm-hmm. after you, when you go into further, you know, to higher education, do you know how to think? And to your point, how long do you need to go to school until you realize, wait a minute, I got this. Now let me go and apply this. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So I believe that school is important to different individuals based off of who they are. You get what I'm saying, and and how they retain information. What you gonna say, her? You know what else to add on top of learning how to think, man. You learn how to network, yeah. Because now you in there with people that's you know what I'm saying got the same mindset as you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And most of the times when they these people go start off a business, who they who they contact? They not contacting their friends from back home, right? This we went to college together. See, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, we we was in a fraternity together or something. You know what I mean? They 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 shared that higher higher level of thinking with each other and they could trust each other, like, yo, this person's gonna try to get after it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so they could trust that, you know. So you learn how to network, think you you're around other people that want wants more in life, you know, iron sharpen iron sharpens iron type of mentality. Mm-hmm. I think those are the reasons why, you know. You got to look at school. I mean, yes, the education is great, but think about all the people you rubbing shoulders with, future politicians, lawyers, yeah. you know what I'm saying, business executives, you know what I'm saying, business owners. They're all there. Mm. And, and let me add one more thing to that. I'm going no, to throw myself into this, right? Because some folks look at me and they're like, yo, catch, man, why you why you going after your master's degree? You don't need it. You cool. You got military. You got all this. And it's like, I'm not going after a master's degree. 
to just say I got a master's degree. Like I am a firm believer of education. I don't just talk this talk. I really walk the walk. And I am all about learning and continually growing myself. And it's things that I'm learning in masters that I didn't learn in undergrad, that I didn't learn at the community college, that I didn't learn in the Air Force. So a lot of it is stuff that kind of builds upon itself. But some of it is just reading the stories of some of these corporations and how they started and some of the things that right. they went through that I don't get through the news or through reading books. It's like I didn't get this until I read this textbook. I'm like, damn, I didn't know Amazon had to go through X, Y, and Z to get to where they was. But how would I ask what I know that if I wasn't in this class, you know, pursuing my education? So it's not about putting stuff on the back of this wall. It's about my own self-development because I'm trying to make my own self as more as marketable as I can, one. And two, as educated as I can, because there's just too much stuff I could learn. You don't know everything. So you need to go to an organization or an establishment that's going to teach you what you need. That's it. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that, too, because as we're talking to our kids and, and grooming them, right, yeah. it's our responsibility to, A, know who they are and to give them the best education to help to cultivate that. You, you get what I'm saying? The best that we can. And true like we have done this many of times we can admit what we don't know the unfortunate part is when we have parents that tell their children's or their 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 kids hey you don't need to know that you all right no you see what i'm saying because here you are in your mid 40s and you still don't know how to balance a checkbook why yeah. you even need to know how but you don't even know how you don't know you get what i'm saying so why would you take that away from your child in my personal opinion is that it's fear based meaning mm -hmm. i'm afraid not just afraid i'm embarrassed because i don't know i'm not going to put my child in a situation so they can know more than me because i didn't deem it as being important um, what you think about that? I think I think there, I think you're right on that point because you know some parents have this weird jealousy of their children. You know what I'm saying? So they, it's like now for the most part, I I run across people that want to see their children be more successful than them. You know what I'm saying? But there's some people that be like, you ain't gonna be shit because I wasn't shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, there is that mentality out there. It's broken homes. You know what I'm saying? That person was was broken before they became a parent and didn't understand the responsibility that they had as a parent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you probably came from a jacked up situation. You know, you probably didn't make the most out of your life. But why would you want that for your kid? See, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you try to? Why? OK, man, you knew how hard your life was because you came from a jacked up situation. But there's some people out there that want their kid to follow directly after their footsteps. Mm -hmm. You know, like if my kids join the military, you know what I'm saying, after they graduate, I still be proud of them. That's not what I want for them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I did that. I did that. You know what I mean? I joined the military, did 21 years. You know, if they did do it, I'd be like, okay, make sure you get your degree early. You know, don't wait. Wait around. You know, I'll, I'll be trying to stomp that home because what I want for my kids is to go to college when they get mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. you know i had nobody really to tell me hey you should go to college i'm thinking man i, can't, I ain't smart enough to go to college i mean i was right i was telling myself the truth you know what i mean but i was thinking man i can't i ain't gonna go to college what i'm gonna do you know what i mean you ain't gonna go there but waste money <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying i ain't gonna do nothing but you know party the whole time smoke mm -hmm. some weed. but anyway so you know 
military was good for me. You mm-hmm. know, I want my kids to aspire. I want my kids when they graduate to be like, this ain't my only option. Mm-hmm. I could do this, 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 and this. See, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? I thought I can do something that's going to put me in jail, work the factory, or go to the military. See, and and, and that's what I want to hit you with, Larry. What do you think about family members that may have spewed their negativity on younger individuals as they're getting ready to graduate or they're getting into college? Right. Or, you know, what do you think about that? Like, no, you shouldn't go and do that. That's stupid. And then afterwards, they see that that child now is now being a part of their environment because of what they have been, you know, what's been laid in their heart. Have you ever seen something like that? Yeah, I, I see it all the time. Like even in my own my own family, sometimes they're like, "Oh, I will I'll, I'll ask a question. Hey, what do you plan on doing when you graduate high school?" Some of them haven't even been asked that question, right? So when so when you ask them that question, the, the answer you generally get is what they always say: "I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna go to blah blah blah." And then this is what I do. So I dig deeper. I don't just ask the surface question. I say, "All right, you're going to college. What, what college you apply for?" Oh, 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 okay. So you're in the five four college. That okay? So we need to work on that because a plan without action is just a dream, right? You gotta have some sort of action behind what you're saying you're gonna do. And I talk to my little cousins, nephews all the time. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear because it sounds good. I really want to know what you want to do, what you plan on doing when you graduate high school. And if you don't know, just say you don't know. But I'll give you, hey, my route, what I did, I'll tell you about it. You want to know about the military? I'll tell you. But I don't push it on them. But what I dislike and I see a lot is, oh, no, my son ain't going to the military. He ain't fighting right. that white man's war. And I'm like, come on, bro. That's that's a white man's war? Like, really? We still talking about that? Like, do you know what the military can do for you? Especially for a child that don't really know where they want to go. I think it's a perfect fit. If you ain't going to college, you know you ain't going to college, you ain't going to trade oh. school, and you, and you ain't got a job lined up where, you know, you can grow what, what you, what's wrong with it? Do four years. Do four years and see what it do. And learn a my skill. four years yeah. turned into 15, bro. I, I was only going to do four and get out. That was my goal. I'm still in. Like, come on. Yo, listen. Hey, hey, hey. I did four, five times. I just knew I wasn't re-enlisting. You know no, what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, her, check it out. Every time I wasn't going to re-enlist, I was re-enlisting. <laughs> no. Hey, I remember, I remember services had a... Uh, a two thousand uh, dollar reenlistment bonus, you know what I'm saying? Talk- oh, they yeah, they hold on. Like and then my and then my boy like, yeah, I got forty thousand. I'm like, what? I'm like, hold right. on. He- I'm like, damn. Air traffic control, he had like forty or fifty thousand dollars in reenlist. They gave me two thousand dollars, though. That's that, that shit too. Hey, that's hey, better than nothing. Some people don't get that. Hey, I was just gonna say and, and <laughs> that was the last that was the last reenlistment bonus services got. Listen, yeah. every time, every time they had one, I had just either just reenlisted or I wasn't able to. But the fact is, and, and while we're talking about the lessons beyond the classroom, y'all, is what type of experiences have we had that we can be able to give both sides? Because yeah. I believe sometimes our family members or people that we consider mentors. They're mentors to a certain point. You get right. what I'm saying? And then what happens is we keep going back there trying to get more, but they've plateaued. You get what I'm saying? So now let's let's kind of transition this to a point where how important is it to have individuals in your lives that do have that higher education or have more experience than your than your realm of influence? Support. You said how important it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. 
then oh, good. Oh. Yeah, I'll say it's important. You always, to me, I want to be around people that is either in a better position than me or doing something that, you know, I can aspire to do. You know, I got cousins that own their own business. I'm talking about HVAC, electricians, whatever you want to call it. They own their own businesses and they're not college graduates or anything like that. They learned the trade, boom, took it and ran off with it because they entrepreneurs, they they business owners. That's what they do. Now, for me, that's not really my my aspiration. That's not what I want to do. But at some point, I probably want to do it. So I took a different route. But I love what they're doing. They respect what I'm doing. I got family that work and working in corporations and hospitals and all this stuff. It, it, like to me, the more the merrier. The more I'm exposed to, the better it is for me. That that's exactly how I look at it. I don't want to be around just folks that work in factories. My whole family, everybody factory workers. So we look at anything outside of that. It's, nah, you ain't good enough. You ain't working in this factory. Nah, I want to know. How you get your money, how you get your money, how you do it, how you do it. And then I can incorporate how I want to do it and how I look at it. So I think it's important to have people in all facets of life, however you do it. Mm. I feel like there's value in everybody. You know what I'm saying? Even the people that that's plateaued, you can still go back and get some gems from them, right? Yes. But I'm going to get philosophical on y'all asses real quick. Go ahead. Check go ahead. Wait, hold on. You know what? That's that Jack Daniels. Hold on, man. <laughs> Let me get philosophical on y'all one time for the one time. All right, if a chef, you know what I'm saying, feeds me the same small portions every day, will I grow? No, I'm going to have to move to another chef that's going to feed me more so I can get big and strong. You know what I'm saying? Let that shit sink in for a second, man. Think about it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait. You know what? Let me tell you this. 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 Your point, though, it's like, what do you do, right? So, so you you have to. I mean, because being honest, right? We naturally grow, but if we right. don't, in our minds, want to grow, but if we don't put ourselves in positions to do that, then we won't get that. And especially talking about our kids, how do we put our kids in positions where they get exposure more than just us? Because if we're still talking about look back at my day, I had to walk to school, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have to now right mm-hmm. and you did everything you had to do so your children wouldn't have to do that that sounds stupid mm-hmm. to try to make them suffer like it's the 80s and it's 40 years later that's stupid so <laughs> places man why you that's why you put them around people like different organizations and stuff like that to where they're going to get that from because mm-hmm. even though you're a parent you love them to death and all that you don't know everything you know what i mean you could be smart in certain aspects but my my kid wants to be a lawyer mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? Besides besides watching Law and Order, what do I know about being a lawyer? You know right. what I mean? Like, I need to find people that know how to become a lawyer that she could talk to and ask questions to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's important mm-hmm. for you to know that and trust other people with your child and be like, look, this what this is what my child aspires to be. Right. At her age right now, what should she be doing so she can get to that step? Correct. You know Correct. what I'm saying? I agree. What you got, Larry? What you going to say? I was gonna say I saw another meme, and you know I like these memes that are out, right? Hey, and, hey, and, hey, 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 Larry, Larry's the meme monster. <laughs> I am, bro. But some of them are good though. It's like some of it's like really stuff that really hits you and make you think though. So this mm-hmm. one said, "We are hood parents raising suburban kids." Right like, oh, now, not mm-hmm. to say all of us are hood parents, but the gist of yeah. it is, 
what we went through is kind of like what you would hit on. What we went through is so our kids don't have to go through it. So I agree. I'm one of the ones that'll tell you. I hate y'all get snow days. Like, shit, I had to walk two, three miles in the snow. But right. it's a different era. You get it? So what I'm saying is, well, how I look at it when I saw that meme was like, you know what? I get it now. I did do a lot of these things so that they didn't have to do a lot of these things that I had to do. You know? They don't know. And, that's, and I'm going a different realm with this. But, you know, the bullying today is different than the bullying we experienced, right? Yeah. Even though we're not talking about bullying, but it, it made me stronger to who I am today compared to what these kids are. The, the slightest little negative talk can ruin them and really bring yeah. them down versus us. We had to be quick. You know, okay. You thought, okay. You know, we had to snap back. We got jokes. Quick, so. We got jokes then. You know, you had to step. And, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because exactly. this is a this is a good segue to it because hurt people, we'll put it like this, we're still individuals and we can still become hurt. But you got to understand this. We kind of put this in your mind. I'm going to get philosophical with you. And <laughs> all right. Look, check it out. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? So so listen. There you go. We, were grown, we grew up in, let's say, the crack pandemic. Think about yeah. it. All of that stuff that was going on, even if we was directly in it or indirectly, that was around us. Now, our children are being raised in a post-COVID pandemic, opioid pandemic, mm -hmm. and uh, social media. Uh, in social media. Right. So what I'm saying is the, you know, them being bullied. Is still, it's not the boom, I'm going to put your head in a toilet type of flusher type of thing type. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? But it still affect them. So we have to be able to understand how they can uh, build their resilience dealing with mm -hmm. this new technical world because it's out of line. Like we ain't have, I ain't have cell phones until, you know what I'm talking about? But now. I was 20 when I got a cell phone. He, look yeah. at it. And now as soon as somebody go to your daughter's page or if your daughter has a page and say she look ugly or they unfriend them they will go, they will resort to suicide, bro. And that's real. And they think that uh -huh. life is just a reset button like a video game. No, this is real talk. So how do we cultivate that conversation? Like bullying is still bullying. It's tough, man, because like we talk about bullying in my day, uh, you know, the bullying let stop when I got into my house. You know what See. I mean? If, if it's going to happen. Yeah. But they got 24 access, 24 hours, and then we tell just put the turn the phone off. Mm -hmm. That sounds reasonable to us. See, you know right. what I'm saying? But for, uh, for but for the kids, man, they can't do it because even because if they, that, even that, that's their lifeline. Even if they turn the phone off, they still gonna go ham on them the whole time. And when they wake up, see, and then when they get yeah. to school, everybody's gonna be reading all them posts see? that they done made about you. You know what I mean? See? And you the flavor of the month, and they just roasting you. Everybody, and it's not just one person now. It's a hundred people. That's yeah. right. There's a hundred people just roasting you. So I understand why, you know, at first, when I first heard, I was like, well, who cares about social media roasting? You know, like, who care about it? now? I see, you know, I can, I can understand for these kids. It's like, okay, now I get it. I couldn't imagine me standing in front of the school and the whole school just clowning me. Going you know what in. Mean? You know what I mean? Like the whole mm -hmm. school just clowning my clothes or whatever, or some mistake I done made. You know what I'm saying? That's what it would be the equivalent to. You know what I mean? Because now the whole school's in your phone. You're right. And, and then and picture this. You in the middle of your auditorium, everybody roasting you, and you can't move. Can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. And then, listen, it's your voice against a whole hundred uh, uh, other kids. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah. What, what you about to say, Larry? My fault, bro. No, I was going to say, in that situation, man, I don't, I can't, I don't even have an answer. I, I don't know. 
There is no answer. See, yeah, it is That's what I mean. See, you gotta that's love your kid through about. that stuff, man. You you gotta yeah. love you gotta love your kid through that stuff and let them know, like, hey, you're safe here. Yeah, and just try to talk to them and, and weather that storm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you gonna survive this? You know what I mean? But it, it's tough, man. And then you gotta worry about any mistake your kid make on that phone. You know what I'm saying? It, it's you one send button away from ruining what could be your whole school year or your whole time while you're at school. That's true. That's true. I would say one thing that will help or that has helped me with uh, Simone and different things. I'll let her know that a lot of y'all probably don't know, but people used to want to talk about me for the craziest reason in the world. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? But I know couldn't believe myself, but I had to explain to her, listen, you are, you know, you're beautiful. You're going to be, you're, you're outstanding, but you have to understand that certain kids and people are going through their own life. You get what I'm saying? They're going through whatever they're going through. Even daddy's been picked on, you see, but it's about what you do with it. All right. Mm -hmm. Realize you can laugh it off and keep it going, but understand you are loved and you are protected here. And I don't think a lot of kids get that type of Nurturing because it is it's like if you think about it, how do certain parents teach their kids how to swim? Throw them in the water. Throw them in the water. Throw them in the water. You see what I'm saying? And that by itself can be traumatizing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. What you think about that though? I'm gonna address what Mr. Thugs just said. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Chime in on it. So I you know it, when they say kids were not as strong as they was back in the days, this ain't back in the days, you know what I mean? It's like we our kids face something that we've never even came close to facing. You know what I'm saying? So how can we say that? You know what I mean? Our, our kids face today where not only people at their school is just clowning them. Everybody can be just off the of any world. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. we never faced that. We never, we, we never faced what we had to, uh, you know, be popular online, popular in school and all that other type of stuff. So it's hard to say that kids is not as strong today. And I, I and I get that. You know, I understand where that where that sentiment come from because yeah, like you say you rode by by state bus and all that, all that stuff. I get it. Uh, but the reason why the kids ain't doing that today, because parents got access to electronics and the sex offender list. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure if my mom when, when I lived in the trailer park and my mom knew about all of our neighbors that lived there. She wouldn't let me outside as much. Mm. You know now you know, you know exactly who's around, man. You you read about murders in different states, kids getting abducted all the time. It's constantly in your face. Ain't no way I'm gonna put my kid on the bus. You know what I'm saying on a on a city bus like that at at, at their age. Hell no. You know what? It, it's funny you said that too because now that I'm thinking about it, what my mom did for me when I was younger, that's unheard of. You wouldn't just put your kid on the bus and say, go ahead, find your way home. You did what I'm saying? It's like, hey, cuckoo is cocoa. And but also to your point too, it's like, I don't know if how I would have been able to respond today with this type of information. Only thing I can say is these kids are soft because they ain't uh, drink water from the water hose. You know, well, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, look, look, hey, check it out. Hey, hey, half of them wouldn't have COVID. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is this this the social media space is totally different. You dig what I'm saying? But anyway, listen, y'all, we're about to wrap it on up, man. Go ahead, Herm, since you got the screen, man. What's your last word, bro? Hey, so what I want to say is, you know, when it when it comes to education, education is important. Like I said earlier about the 
just the payment gap between the people that have and have not. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to your kids, take that into account as you as you're guiding them forward. You know, don't just think about the pay. Think about how education is going to better them as a whole. Some of y'all might look at your kid and think, you know, it's, you know, this this person won't survive in college. And that's probably not true. You know, I think that's probably what happened with me. They're like, yeah, you need to go ahead, go on to the military. And the military worked out for me. But yeah, I can only imagine what life would have been like if I did go to college, say I was successful. You know, I wouldn't know none of y'all. So that'd have been a pretty halfway good thing, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. but that's all I got, man. I, I want to thank everybody for watching and thank myself for being a good guest. And that's it. <laughs> I can't stand you. I really can't. I hope you know that. Go ahead, Larry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like what Mr. Uh, Darren said, and that's keep speaking life into kids, man. I think that really sums up what I was going to say because that is so true. We, we got to keep pushing them regardless of what we think this person can make it or not make it in college. You never know. Some people can go to college and actually all it takes is a spark. One professor, one girl, woman, dude, whatever, and it changed their whole life. So, so we, we we can't put them in it in its box and say, well, you ain't fit for this. You should do this. I encourage. I whenever I'm talking to young folks, I always say, hey, figure out what you want to do. I don't care what avenue that is. Military, trade school, edu- um, college, or going into the workforce. That is for you to choose. That is your life. Think about what kind of life you want, and then go chase after that. Whatever way that takes you is. It is what it is. Right on. Yes, yes, yes. And look, man, my last point would be this, y'all. <clears throat> be the change that you want to see all the time, right? Just because you graduated high school, college, or whatever, you can still learn. And also, too, I want you to make sure you understand to be the example to help the teachers. It's not the teacher's job to raise your kids, regardless of what you think. As soon as you drop them off, boom, they got them. No, because they still got to come back to your crazy ass. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So make sure yeah. you have a working relationship with the teachers and the uh, you know community leaders to help build that community because you can't say out of one mouth it take a village but then on the other side of your mouth you don't want to be a part of that village ladies and gentlemen this has been the lion's den and yes we're going to have a part two to this most definitely we're going to have a part two to this make sure y'all chime in let us know if this is what y'all want to see this is what y'all want to do and we're going to holler at y'all soon right on right on later we hope you enjoyed today's show Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.